You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. We welcome back to our show Steve Pedagorski, who is a Northampton-based artist, internationally renowned photographer. Uh, for those of you who like a little bios, Steve is a graduate of Amherst College. He has his uh, MFA from RISD, Rhode Island School of Design. We also have with us in the studio Neil Marrera, who teaches at Smith College, where she's the director of the journalism concentration at the Writing Center. She, too, is a graduate of Amherst College. Uh, she has her doctorate in geosciences. She is a journalist as well as a poet. And we have with us also Paul Gula, who's the gallery manager at our Michelson Gallery. And you may say, what are all those people doing there in the studio together? So let me start, if I might, with Paul Gula, who's the gallery manager at our Michelson Gallery, and ask you, Paul, tell us what is coming to our Michelson Gallery. It's really exciting. And then the story about how this comes about is amazing. But first, what, what is it and when is it? Well, the show opens February 1st, although... It's up. You can still see it uh, even before we put all the labels up. Uh, it's a wonderful exhibit of photographs and poems based on photographs taken from specimens. And Stephen can elaborate on how that's done. But the images are beautiful and haunting, and the poems are just incredibly insightful and evocative. And the photographs are by Steve, Stephen Pedagorski, uh, the poetry by Anela Marrera. Uh, Steve Pedagorski... This this exhibit, this this enterprise, comes about fortuitously, as I understand it. Share that story with us, if you would, please. Sure. Well, I I've always been interested in uh, in animals, dead or alive, and especially fascinated by taxidermy. I grew up in New York, used to uh, love going to the Natural History Museum and seeing the dioramas with the taxidermy animals and props and painted scenes. And uh, over the years, I've uh, sought out collections of taxidermy because I've often photographed them. And many years ago, when I did that at the uh, Wisteria Hearst Museum in Holyoke, uh, I had actually worked with a collection there that had a lot of uh, fairly decrepit specimens um, that were ultimately things that the museum was not going to keep. But fast forward to 2014, when I heard of a collection in the biology department at UMass in Amherst. And when I went to visit that collection, uh, which was managed by a wonderful woman named Kate Doyle, I noticed that many of the taxidermy specimens that they had were things I had seen already. And it turned out that the museum at Wisteria Hearst, when they got rid of their collection, the intact specimens went to UMass. So after I basically said to it's, Kate... It's, 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 Steve Pedagorski, stop there for one second. Sure. What kind of specimens are we talking about? Well, uh, what... What Kate did after I pretty much said, been there, done that, was she said, let me show you the rest of the collection. And one of the things they had in their collection were called cleared and stained specimens, which I had never seen before or heard of. And what they are are small uh, animals, reptiles, amphibians, fish, sometimes mammals, that scientists who are studying anatomy and morphology and evolution will put in a solution that clears the soft tissue and then they stain them using two different stains, which will make the bones or cartilage different colors. So what you end up are these things that are the consistency, really, of almost like rubbery jellyfish that are mostly transparent and that are beautiful uh, to look at. And um, 
after I discovered those and worked with them there, I began seeking out other collections. And the part that Nyla can talk about is how it came to be that these photographs that I made uh, got to be paired with poems. I, I want to ask that. I absolutely do. But before we turn to, to, to Nyla Marrera, I'd like to know from you why you were so interested in photographing these uh, specimens. Sure. You, you, you photographed people. You have amazing uh, range of uh, experience and uh, uh, collections that you've created and photographs that you've made. Um, why specimens of very dead things? Sure. Well, uh, thank you, Bill, for those kind words. Um, I'll tell you that, first of all, one of the things I remember from uh, very early on in my photographic work was seeing a book of uh, photographs by Edward Weston when I was quite young, a teenager, and one of the pictures in this book was of a dead pelican uh, in California on, on the beach at uh, Carmel or Point Lobos or wherever Weston worked a lot. And it was one of the first times I had seen an image of something that was both sad and beautiful at the same time. You know, here was a dead bird. It was sad that the bird had died, but it was so elegant the way he had rendered it. And when I first saw these specimens, they were incredibly beautiful to me because they were showing things on the insides of these animals that I had never really imagined. The beauty, the intricacy, the complexity of their bones and cartilages and other elements was really striking to me. And um, I knew that if I was going to work with these, uh, I wanted to do something that hadn't been done before. And when I first looked at uh, Googled Cleared and Stained, I saw that there was a, a photographer who had worked photographing them, but pretty much just showed them as they were now. And I felt that if I was going to do anything, it had to go beyond that. So that's what led to my experimenting with these and altering them, abstracting them after I took the initial images. But photographer Steve Pedagorski, I, I just want one follow-up. I know now, we bought a barn, and when we bought a barn, it had a line of glass windows that let light into the, and that was called a clear story. I didn't know that before we bought that barn. Why is this called clear story, this exhibit? Sure, um, because to me, the notion of a clear story window, which lets light into a space, was very much um, the way I thought about what I was doing, because in photographing these specimens, what I do is to light them from underneath. So the light that comes through them from below is what especially illuminates the structures and the colors that are there that gives me then something to work with that's very different from photographing them w without that light coming in and coming through them. Bill. And, and, and is that the, the name of the show, the exhibit? Clear Stories is, is the name that, that we came up with at a certain point. Uh, and it is the name of this, uh, this work of the images combined with Nyla's poems. And I, I picked that name in part because I thought that uh, when I looked at these, especially close up from the photographs, they told me stories. They told me stories about the, the animals and you know, maybe how they came to be or where they were going in an evolutionary sense. So these pictures to me are like continuing the stories that I hear from what I see. Well, let me turn now, if I might, from uh, Stephen Pedagorski to Nyla Marrera, teaches at Smith College, is a geoscientist and a poet. And somehow you see these photographs by Stephen Pedagorski and you end up writing poetry about them 
And now there is this, what seems to be extraordinary exhibit at R. Michelson Gallery. Could you connect some of those dots for us, please? Sure, yeah. Um, I, I, I think the first thing uh, I'd like to say is you can hear how poetically Stephen talks about this work. And I think that his the sort of the, the poetry of his vision on these is very much what what pulled me into the project. I knew Stephen's work from before. I knew um, some of his work uh, looking at the meadows here in Northampton. He has a beautiful black and white series on the meadows. Um, and he also does some amazing photography abroad, um, sort of more journalistic photography, which which definitely, you know, touches on on some of my um, favorite themes since I'm a, I'm a journalist as well. But I I don't even remember why, but I was at Steve's studio one day uh, looking at some of his work, and um, he introduced me to these photographs of animal specimens. And because most of my work is focused on nature, I became interested in them immediately. And of course, you know, Stephen says that these are storytelling images, and they do tell stories very, very strongly. I think Stephen spoke about the simultaneous beauty and and tragedy of of dead specimens or sadness of dead specimens and I think what this brought through to me was very much an, an ecological or environmental story of uh, the threats we see to animals um, today and uh, the way that we are grieving animals that are often still alive because we see what's what's coming uh, for them. And so when I was writing poetry about these images, I wanted to reach for some of that mingled grief and beauty, some of the ways that we can celebrate animals through an idea of the longevity of their, of their history, their natural history, um, the fact that one single animal is a, a kind of an exemplar of its entire species. And I think that's another wonderful thing for me about these images. The, the specimens are tiny, but Stephen's photographs are enormous. And so these skeletons become these avatars of, of, of being, of their species, of life, of, of sort of geological history, of paleontology. Um, and I wanted to contemplate that uh, in the work that I did. Did you write a poem for an image? Uh, did you set out to write a whole collection? Tell, tell us a bit more about that process. Well, I'd seen the prints in Stephen's studio, and when I became interested in writing about them, Stephen sent some along to me, and I just sort of paged through them and looked for specimens that were not specimens but images, right, that spoke to me and that reminded me of experiences that I had had. Um, I don't... I don't remember if I plan to write a series or not. I, I think I just picked a couple of them and, and dove in there. Uh, writing the poems came partly from memories of experiences with animals that I have had. I've been a bird watcher and naturalist and geoscientist for many years. I did a um, I did a, an artist residency at the um, Isle of Shoals in in Maine at the um, at the Shoals Marine Laboratory there, and um, some of those poems grew. Uh, out of that experience, because Stephen's images, many of them do show uh, marine species. Uh, and so the combination of, of, of that experience and looking at Stephen's images really prompted a lot of thoughts for me. Um, yeah, and I've just continued on. It just seems like an inexhaustible topic. 
Well, let me let me turn now, if I might, to uh, Paul Gula, who's the gallery manager at R. Michelson Gallery. Uh, Nella Murray just told us these are large images. How do you put together? Because you are brilliant at this, but how do you put together images um, that are Stephen Pedagorsky's photographs with poems that are Nyla Moreras as one as a one? Well, how do you do that? What's What's really beautiful about the show is that you you walk into this room full of dead things, but each one starts to have its own voice. So as you go through the show. First, you're struck by the imagery and, and the image, the skeletal, ghostly images, but they're in, they're in poses that make them feel alive. And then as you start to read the poems, you get this cacophony of voices coming from these dead things, and it just becomes this wonderful paradox of, of life and death and, and, and hope coming from these fragile, um, fragile beautiful images. Um, but it's it's one room, so you you can walk through it, and things just sort of jump out at you and and fade away. And as you go through the show, um, at first it starts very quiet, but the voices get louder, you know, as you as you start to go through. So I do encourage everyone to come see the show. Uh, it, it's really really beautiful, and um, and they've just done Is a there wonderful an job. Reception? Is there an opening reception, Paul? Yes, uh, uh, February 9th. That's the second Friday in conjunction with Northampton's Arts Night Out, uh, 6 to 8 p.m., and come and meet Nyla and Stephen and, and see the show, and it should be a wonderful time. Tell us again the name of the exhibit. The name of the exhibit is Clear Stories, and, um, and it'll be up through the month of February, first uh, to the 29th. We'll be back with more on Clear Stories with Nala Marrera, Stephen Pedagorsky, and Paul Gula right after this. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. We continue our conversation with Paul Gula, who's the gallery manager at R. Michelson Gallery, and Nila Marrera, who teaches at Smith College and whose poetry is on display. Well, not quite sure that's the right word, but along with, they are, along with Steve Pedago Stephen Pedagorsky's photographs at R. Michelson Gallery. Uh, tell us again, please, Paul Gula, the name of this exhibit and describe for it just a bit more in terms of its size, its availability, um, and because then I want to get to Nyla Marrera and ask her about the accessibility of the poems themselves. But first, we walk into this room. How big are the photographs? What do we see? The, the, the photographs are about 24 by 24 or so. Uh, so they're sizable. You, you really get a sense of the detail of each piece. And the poems are right next to them on the wall. And I think it, it invites you to come up close, read the poem, see the detail in the photographs, but then pull back and then take in a, a, a bigger view. And the poems echo in your head. Lines from the poems will stay with you. Um, and, and they're haunting uh, in, in a way as you see image after image after image of, uh, of these dead organisms. And I would add, Bill, that the poems are not just uh, the normal size of a typewritten sheet of paper. 
they actually have been enlarged photographically to stand on their own next to the larger photographic prints. So each poem in the show is framed at a size of 9 by 20 inches and hangs next to the photographic prints. Wow. And, and now, Mara, tell us a bit, if you would, about your crafting of these poems. Mm -hmm. Did you set out to say something, or did, were you just moved and what happened happened? That was a horrible question, but I think it's <laughs> no, gets, I, I, gets, I, it's very difficult to ask questions about poetry um, because as you know, as a um, as Alison Hawthorne Deming, who is a, another nature writer, said, you know, she says she can she can sort of she knows what she's doing when she's writing an essay, but poems are are a little more mysterious. She's not sure where they come from, and I think that's really where where the poetic impulse um, arises is somewhere somewhere deep where we don't really know where it comes from. Um, I think for me as a poet, uh, my poetic impulse often does come from an image from which I elaborate. Uh, I, I like to be able to see something and then follow that, uh, that story, much as, you know, much as Stephen was talking about following a story, uh, to find what themes or broader ideas are in there. Um, you mentioned accessibility earlier. When I'm writing poetry, I, I always want to come up with something that you can understand the first time through. I, I don't I don't look to create a poetry that is hermetic or sealed or difficult to access, uh, but I do want it to um, have layers and ring, ha have resonances like a bell that you can discover over time. And I wanted to ask you, Steve Pedagorski, when you read the poetry uh, that Nyla Mererich wrote, did that amplify what you already, your relationship to your images that you already felt? Did it inform you of something you hadn't before experienced, what was your reaction? Absolutely the latter. Uh, you know, it's, it's such a sort of a different way for me to work photographically. It's very intuitive. In many of the other things that I've done, I kind of know when I take the picture, you know, what I want the print to end up looking like. And with these, it's completely the opposite. So I'm starting with something, I'm responding to it in my own, you know, intuitive way. And then when I get to see Nyla's responses, which are informed by all that she brings to this as a scientist and as a writer, it very much amplifies and adds to uh, my sense of what's going on with these animals and their place, uh, not just in the art world, but in the universe, really. Wow, so it sounds been, so textured, this yeah, exhibit. It, it's been wonderful for me to have that aspect of the collaboration. And I think, you know, my experience as a scientist also really has informed these poems in that I want the animal's actual natural history to be part of this. So depending on the poem, some of them I kind of dive straight in, but others I, I look up the animal first, I read about it, I learn about it, and I incorporate those details. And did it change? I guess this is back to Steve. Did it change for you what you thought was in your images when you read Nala Marrera's poetry about them? Uh, yes, in a way it does, because my uh, take on them is very narrow. It's my own, and so I don't necessarily think at all about what somebody else might either bring to these or how they might respond to them. So, yes. Well, Paul Gula, when, where, when, where can we see them? Our Michelson Galleries, 132 Main Street in Northampton. Uh, galleries open Tuesday through Saturday.